Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Alrighty, welcome back to and episode 14 of Two Drunk and Brothers in a Podcast. And I don't think we've recorded on a day when there's been so much breaking news that, that has happened, but the biggest breaking news that has happened. Mm-hmm especially for us being Mizzou fans, and I know a majority of our listeners are Mizzou fans, is it was just oh. announced two hours ago that Kelly Bryant is transferring to the University of Missouri. He's going to be a Tiger once again, um, which is huge news. I mean, Travis, in your eyes, how does this impact the Tigers next year? Not only coming from Mizzou fans, but also Mizzou alma maters. I mean, Jared have graduated from there. I mean, you're, you're looking at a quarterback that's got – I mean, not near as much arm strength as Drew Locke, but better on his feet, better mobility. I mean, this is huge, like just an offensive mastermind to come in for, for Mizzou. I mean, huge recruit for Barry Odom. is a career-saving, I guess, like recruit for him moving forward. Our schedule is not near as hard as it was this year. I That's mean, what I was going to say. Our schedule, you look at it. I have two dates that I, like, looked at and I circled. And you let me know what you think. One of them is September 21st when South Carolina comes comes to Columbia because I think South Carolina is going to be a good team next year. They return a, a, lot, a lot of solid players. Um, I think if they can win that, then they have the opportunity to be undefeated until you you look at November, November 9th when they go to Athens to play Georgia. Um, and that's going to be the toughest test. I think if you can look at those two games and get over those two, I think you legit – and I'm not even like – I don't even quiver when I say this – I think if Mizzou can beat win those two games, that you're you're looking at probably an undefeated season, which is crazy to think about. I mean, Kelly Ryan just he's he's a competitor. He brings a whole other level to the table of a football team. I mean, just compared to Drew Lock, love Drew Lock. He's a great quarterback, but I mean, Kelly Bryant won a national championship, so he yeah. knows what it takes to win another one. Exactly, and and like just the talent that's going to surround him, Cam Scott, which I think is going to be fantastic in this and coming in the future you got Jalen Knox the other transfer from Arkansas yeah so he's also a grad transfer so he's eligible to play immediately he also played high school football with Rashad Floyd so yeah so just a slew of offensive weapons assuming Albert Oda doesn't doesn't declare for the draft which I don't think he will you also have Roundtree Crockett Beatty coming back three out of the five offensive linemen are returning this year um, you've got to give a personal shout-out to who I think is going to be a future first-round draft pick on that offensive line. Trev uh, Sims. Trev Sims-Wallace, yeah. Um, he is, he's an absolute monster. Hasn't allowed a sack all year, and he's going to stay next year. He's going to protect Kelly Bryant's uh, blind side, and he's going to be a first-round draft pick in 2020. Mark my words. So, big news coming in. Look out for the Missouri Tigers next year. Super excited. Super big news. Buck, Arkansas, and Auburn. Exactly, yeah. I mean, again, like you said, it's going to save Barry Odom's career. 
what I was reading on Twitter, the the board of curators are currently in a meeting right now as we speak. And I think they're probably talking about to extend his contract. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get a contract extension just from this recruit alone. Yeah. And a raise. And a raise. Yeah. So, anyway. That, we'll talk about our recap or gambling. Jarrett went 0-4 on the NFL this past week. Yeah. He had a good college weekend, though, at 4-2. and Record of 4-6 and on the weekend. Given our two 10-game weekends um, in a row, he's – Claims that it's one of his worst weekend gambling in a while. Pushes his record on the year to 45, 57, and 4. Getting farther away from his 500. Yep. Last week, you're like, it's still possible. I was like, well, it's more unlikely than likely at this point. And this week can just further solidified it, especially with the lack of games going forward. But Yeah. I, you just need to have a couple of clean sweeps moving forward. Yeah. I didn't do bad. I went four and two in college, two and two in the NFL, pushing me to six and four, improving my record back to ten games above five hundred at fifty seven, forty seven and three. Um pretty proud of that record moving on. Um end of the college football regular season and our combined record is 102, 104 and seven. Jared's bringing us down. Yeah, so we've we, we've lost some money in the year overall, um, but I mean, really look at it, it's probably like seventy five to one hundred bucks, so it's not a lot of money. We're pretty much even um, in a, in a gambling standpoint. If I can go to the casino and lose seventy five to one hundred bucks, mm-hmm. have a good time, then I usually count those as a W. So if you follow along with us, hopefully you haven't lost too much money. Also, off of that, if you listen to our fantasy plays last week um, and missed the playoffs, we apologize. We had some misses, we had some hits. Um, I know I gave you a very, very bad play in Johnny Smith. I did not think the Titans were going to lay a bit as big of an egg against the Jets as they did. He only had 4.9 points, and I told you to sit Adrian Peterson. So if you listen to me on that, I apologize because he busted off that 90-some-odd-yard touchdown run. Which, well, that's like all he had, though, without that. I know, which in a, in a twisted, cruel kind of way, it actually knocked me out of the playoffs <laughs> in my 14-man work league. So uh, he had like zero points at halftime. I'm like, fuck yeah, I got this. And he busts off that big ass run, and it kind of killed me. So, I had it hurt me as well. I missed, I missed a little bit on Tyler Boyd. He had fifteen point seven points. I mean, Chris Harris broke his leg, so that probably adds that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Baker Mayfield, he didn't do bad. What what made me mad is the sixteen point eight eight points is very misconstrued as to what he could have done. The dude threw for three hundred ninety seven yards. And you take it, you take you take away all the three of his picks, he's scoring well, he twenty-five points. Picks. Not only that, but Antonio Callaway had a seventy-five-yard touchdown that he fumbled on the one. Yeah. So. So I mean, you add that, and you're you're at twenty-two. A solid play who scored more than Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, no, it was a, it was a bad weekend for quarterbacks. So it really wasn't that bad of a play at all if you if you probably played them because I had Andrew Luck and Jared Goff in two leagues and they fucking screwed me, but. Other than that, besides those misses, we did do good. I know Fulton Lindsay had a big day. Isaiah Cornell had actually is his best uh, fantasy week of the year. Who's Philip Lindsay had his best fantasy day of the year. There you go. There you go. So you win some, you lose some. Travis had a good one. I pick on Isaiah Crowell. I th- whenever he first said that, I kind of cringed a little bit. Uh, but he actually had a pretty good day. Um, even CJ, I can't say his last name. How do you say his last name? Zama. Uzama had a decent day for a tight end as a sleeper. Um, and Curtis Samuel also had a, had a pretty good day for Carolina. So we also, as a sleeper as well. So even though we missed some, we also got some right. So if yeah. you played the guys that ended up fucking over, we're sorry, but it happens. 
Um, again, like I said, we have a lot of breaking news. Travis, what do you think about the NHL getting a team in Seattle? This has been kind of what, like a couple of years coming. Well, it was kind of down to it was kind of it was down to Quebec City or uh, another city in the U.S. Well, I mean, Seattle's just been kind of owed a professional sports team. I feel like um, since they took the Sonics away from them, this is cool. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's good for the league. I feel like they'll have some good production out of it. People will come. I yeah. Feel like, I mean, it's close to Canada. People up there, I feel like, like their hockey. I don't know how they haven't had one sit like before now. So yeah, I think it's good for the league. I think it's, I mean, it adds it adds a thirty second team to the NHL, so you can now be split sixteen, sixteen and sixteen. Eastern. Yeah, I was I was reading earlier about who they're gonna how they're gonna move shit around. I kind of don't know who they're gonna push over, but. I think the, I think what they said they're gonna move Arizona to the Pacific Division or something like that. Like I don't I don't know. Like they're moving someone over to division, and I don't know exactly how it's gonna work out. Um, but they, yeah, so but it's cool. I'm interested to see what what they're gonna be named, what their colors yeah. teams gonna that's, be like. That's what I was say. What do you think their name's gonna be? I thought it was something to do with like maybe like I don't know. Uh, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, they obviously. I saw a lot of people be like, oh, they should be just like, keep it just the Sonics. I'm like, no, they're not going to do that. No. Um, Never. Really, I, I have no idea. Maybe, I have no, maybe something to do with like the rain or the weather up in Seattle. I, I read that too. I saw like the favorite on my bookie was the Seattle Totems, like a totem pole, because apparently there's a lot of Native American culture up there in the, in the Northwest. So who knows? Um, be cool. Yeah, but I also think I also think, think think it's good for the league. I do think it hurts their chances of getting an NBA team in the future, though, because they yeah. paid for this brand new arena, and you really can't have an NBA and an NHL team share an arena because of the ice and you know hard it hard. Costs force. a lot to flash freeze ice, so I don't see that happening unless yeah yeah. So they don't have to have their own. Um, but I'm excited to see their name. Also, just a little side snippet: the XFL announces their other teams. Tomorrow, which when you'll be hearing this will be today on Wednesday. So I'm not sure if they're just announcing the cities or if they're announcing the names along with the cities. Uh, yeah, the, name, the names kind of leaked, leaked last week. I know there was like L.A., New York, um, Boston was in there. Yeah, they're, so hopefully it's going to be like the cities and their team name as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That comes well, yeah, so, yeah, so just some more breaking news happened today. NHL decided to expand to Seattle. Um, real quick, we're going to plug our season of giving giveaway. Um, again, you remember you get an entry for liking our Facebook and Twitter page, an entry for retweeting, um, an episode, uh, uh, an entry for liking an episode when it, when it drops on Facebook and an entry in two entries for sharing it on Facebook. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of tr- chugging away, uh, plugging away at it a little bit shorter than what we'd like to see. Um, we just continue want to, want to, you know, urge you guys to share, 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 to get those numbers up. Even if we fall like, you know, 10, 10 lessons or so short, um, of the average, we will probably still do it. Um, so just know that if, if it doesn't look like it's going to get there, if, if it's close enough, we'll probably still do it. But other than that, we're going to roll right into our first and 10. We're going to talk about some training topics and reaction to those training topics, all football related. Um, we're going to do it in three, two, one, roll the clip. First and 10 from the 45 yard Alrighty, for our first and 10 this week, we have five topics. You'll get two opinions, one from me, one from Travis. So that equals 10 things. It's all football related. 
Um, the first thing, Mike McCarthy got shit-canned after losing at home to the Arizona Cardinals, the 2-9 and nine Cardinals, may I add. Um, a lot of rumors rolling out there that Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers did this on purpose to get him fired. Um, but with that being said, Travis, who do you think is the next coach in Green Bay? Who's the best fit to be in that situation? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been reading up on a lot of rumors as who it's going to be. But who I think and who I would like to see here is Jim Harbaugh. Okay. He had four seasons coaching in the NFL off for the 49ers. He came in. I'm going to run through it. He went 13-3 and his first year and won the division. Went 11-4-1 his second year, and they had back-to-back division titles. Almost won the Super Bowl that year. He came up with the executive decision to bench Alex Smith, start Colin Kaepernick that year. Took him to the Super Bowl. I feel like he just knows his quarterbacks. He knows when when to sit one, when to start one, which I feel like will come in handy with Aaron Rodgers here. You know, they can get a young quarterback, train him for train him under Aaron Rodgers for the next, you know, one or two years. Hardball can kind of coach him in there, throw him in, and they'll be successful. I like uh, that. I like that a lot. After that, I mean, he he did pretty good. He went twelve and four, and then his last season he went eight and eight. Went to Michigan 2015 and kind of, you know, you know what he's done from there. I mean, yeah. I, I like that. I like the pick of Jim Harbaugh. I like that a lot, too. I didn't even think about that because um, I know I know his name's been thrown around in the NFL coaching just in coaching carousel a bit because uh, yeah. you can kind of see the writing on the wall from Michigan. I know he's now 0-4, 0-5 against Ohio State, um, which being a Michigan alumni and you're probably in a, in a donor, probably not going to like that. Um, so you can maybe kind of see the writing on the wall, but I definitely like that name. Yeah. The one that I thought of was Bruce Arians. Um, so Bruce Arians retired from Arizona because, again, I think he saw how big of a shitstorm that team was going to be and didn't want to be a part of it. So he kind of retired and left. He's in the booth now. Uh, but if you've heard him commentate games, and I, I don't think he really enjoys it or likes it, um, he said that the only job that he would come out of retirement for would be the Cleveland Browns job. I don't think he thought that Aaron, that coaching Aaron Rodgers was going to be a possibility. And now that McCarthy's been fired, the dude likes his quarterbacks. He's a very, very smart coach. He did a really, really good job in Arizona when he was there until, you know, things kind of faded away and fizzled out. So I think Bruce Arians could come out of retirement to coach the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And even more so in our next point, I'll tell you why that I think that might be a good possibility. So kind of rolling into that, you know, NFL coaches always get fired. Like we, so we've we've had the the Cleveland Browns coach fired and Hugh Jackson, and then we've also had Mike McCarthy fired. If you wait to fire your coach, you're kind of sitting on a log. So Travis, who do you think is the next NFL coach to be fired within whether it's this week, next week? There's going to be another one fired before the end of the year. Who do you think it's going to be? That was what I was thinking. I'm not sure if or who's going to be fired by the end of the year, given that most of the season, like most of the teams, are pretty much either out of contention and the teams in it probably aren't going to fire their coaches so I don't know if this is going to be the next one but I see this coming really soon and it's Todd Bowles for me yeah in his first year he in 2015 with the Jets he was 10 and 6 since then in the last two and a half years the man is 13 and 31 I'm he got a contract extension last fall or last winter I'm not really sure how they're, I think they're like three and nine or something right now. Three and eight. On, three and eight on pace to finish four and 12. If he, they finish four and 12, he has got to go. The Sand Darnold project so far has been a failure. 
they wanted to give him this chance um, because after the failure of Christian Hackenberg and Bryce Petty, I mean, I just feel like if they finish 4-12, and the man will be 14 and, like, 34. He's got to go. And after the, after this Titans game from last week, I mean, they were up 16 nothing, blew their lead against the Titans, let them back in it. I mean, he's just terrible play call after another. I, I'm not a big fan of him. Yeah, he's really a defensive-minded coach. And from what I found out, the defensive-minded coaches don't really always work as the best head coaches, um, especially when you have an anemic offense. That is actually why I had as well. I think he will be fired before the, before the end of the year because the Jets will want to start their search before the end of the year starts. Because uh, yeah. now that you've had two, two teams fire their coaches, one being a very, very highly sought-after job in the Packers' job. And also, I think the Browns' a very lucrative job as well with – all the stuff they done, Baker Mayfield, all, all the weapons they have. So you don't want to be the person sitting at the end of the year fighting your coach and already be behind the eight ball. Um, like you said, Todd Bowles, great first year, just gone into the shitter ever since. 5-11, 5-11, now 3-8, probably going to be 4-12, and he's just really training in the wrong direction. Also, they are still in, still at play for Le'Veon Bell. I know we talked about earlier in the podcast that it's not even a realm of possibility, but if they fire a coach, fire their coach, and hire a, a winner – they have a shitload of money to spend and can honestly probably make a real, real, real good run at him. So they want, they don't want that to thwart their possibility. Also, I think if Bruce Arians does end up in green Bay, um, Todd Bowles was Bruce's defensive coordinator in Arizona in 2013, 2014. They did a good job. So I think he kind of lands back on his feet in green Bay with, with Bruce Arians. It kind of all ties together. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That would work out good. As I was looking it up, I was like, wow, this is actually going to work out perfect because I can kind of relate to that. So I think he gets shit-canned and ends up in Green Bay with Bruce Arians as the, as the defensive coordinator. Third portion is the, they announced the Heisman finalists last night. Um, Monday night, of course. You guys will be listening to this on a Wednesday. It's obviously Tua Tagovailoa. I'd probably butcher that last name. Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. I kind of want to. I kind of want to have more of a discussion rather than me go on a rant here because I feel like I could talk for about twenty minutes about how much I hate this Heisman class. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of the all, all three quarterbacks. I I've always never been a fan of the Heisman race. Always having to be a quarterback. Not only that, yeah, like I, I don't like that they're all three quarterbacks. But you, you to a Tagovailoa, whatever the fuck his name is. I mean, I I don't really understand how he's a Heisman. I mean, I mean, the dude's 12 and 0. The dude's dude, only thrown 37 touchdown passes, four interceptions. I mean, but I mean, he's got 3,300 yards. I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like too impressive compared to Kyler Murray. 4,053 yards, 40 touchdowns, seven picks. And then, and then 892 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns rushing. Yeah. Dude, dude's I, accounted for 51 touchdowns this year. That's the, that's the thing for me. And then when you when you compare Dwayne Haskins, like he has more passing yardage and touchdowns, which kind of equals out the rushing. But Tua here is the obvious, like, should not be there. See, I disagree. I think it's a two-man race between Tua and Kyler. I think Haskins shouldn't even be in the discussion. I don't think so. Listen to this, though. I'm a, I'm, Haskins has 45-80 passing yards, 47 touchdowns and eight picks, same completion percentage as Kyler Murray. He has – 122 rushing yards for four touchdowns. So Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray have the same touchdowns all year. Kyler Murray has 243 more total yards. That's it. 
I mean, I feel like I think I know who you think should win. I mean, who's going to win? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's the winner. Haskins, the better quarterback talent. He has the most opportunity to succeed at the next level. I know that's not what goes into the highest. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's not what because Kyler is Kyler is gonna win this. Play with Oklahoma in the playoff. If they win, which I don't, we'll talk about that in a second. I, I think they were talking. I was listening to the Pat McAfee show today. They all think that he's gonna win his Heisman Trophy, go to the playoff, do what he does, and he has a fucking fat ass baseball contract waiting for him. He's gonna he's gonna go take that. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't think he's a quarterback. It's dumb. I'm just going to go on this for a second. Um, I'm pretty upset that Daryl Henderson isn't in the top three. The running back from Memphis shows how biased this process is because Memphis is eight and four, eight and five now. And the American athletic conference, he had 1,909 yards, average 8.9 yards per carry, 25 touchdowns on the year. So averaging per game, 180 yards and two touchdowns. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it sucks because if you're not from a blue blood school, because all, all these are blue bloods, you know, yeah. Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Like, those are all people that are always – I mean, they're from the top five teams in the country, top five, top six, whatever it is. I mean, it, it, it just it, – it is what it is. And it sucks. The Heisman Trophy race for me has been flawed for years. That's a whole other – playoff MVP is what it is. I mean, it's a whole other conversation. But they actually the, – Ceremonies before the playoffs. Before I know, but I mean, it's like, oh, who's the pretty much who's the best player out of the top five teams in the country? And I totally agree with that. But it sucks. No, like I said, That's we can we can, we can pick apart the Heisman Trophy race preseason next year, maybe in the summer when things are slow, um, or pick apart the how they decide the Heisman. But just to keep it kind of short, concise, we both think Kyler Murray should win. He's the he's the obvious one. Not only for his passing. I don't think he should win. I think he's gonna win. I think he should win. I think out of out of, out of these out of the three guys they picked, I mean we can go on a long. Yeah, out of the three guys they picked, I'm just saying. Yeah, out of the guys that there were available to pick. Yeah, but out of the three guys they picked, Connor Murray's gonna win. He plays the worst defenses in the goddamn college football. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, I agree. It pisses me off how it has to be three to five. I mean, it used to be like five people could be invited. Yeah. More more along the trend of just seeing three people invited invited to the ceremony. Um, not a fan of it, but out of these three, if Kyler Murray doesn't win it, I will be severely disappointed because he is is the clear front runner. From in my eyes, I think it's going to go Kyler, Dwayne Haskins, Tua. I think it's going to go Kyler, Tua, Dwayne Haskins. In my eyes, I think Dwayne Haskins doesn't even get a first place vote. Well, he's going to be the only NFL quarterback next year. That's fine. Well, Tua is <laughs> not eligible, but. So yeah, that that's the thing with the Heisman race. Again, maybe maybe that's that's a good discussion to table for later in the podcast when we have some slow months. Moving on, kind of going on on with that on with this discussion. We're going to talk about the college football playoff. Not dive in too deep about like spreads and stuff because obviously we'll talk about that when it approaches. Um, but we just want to talk about the matchups. Um, Travis, I don't know how you kind of kind of dissected this, but as far as the we have Bama versus Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. Uh, both of these games are on the 29th of December. It's a Saturday. Bama and Oklahoma play at seven. Clemson and Notre Dame play at three. Um, between Bama and Oklahoma, like, what do you think of that matchup? I mean, I don't really think there's much to dissect here. It's pretty obvious who's going to be in the championship. I mean, Bama, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's defense is garbage. Whether it's Jalen Hurts or Tua in there, you saw what Jalen did at the end of the SEC championship game, and. Oklahoma kind of struggled against Texas, and they just have an all right defense. So what are they going to do against Bama? They haven't played a defense 
that Bama has all year. I mean, it's it's not – I mean, I know they opened as two-score favorites, and I don't think it's going to be that close. So, I'm going to get Bama on that one. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I feel like Oklahoma will hang around longer than people think, honestly. I think they will. I think Bama's going to come out slow and sluggish, especially if they, if they have to do this dual quarterback shit with Tua and Jalen because – Tua is having ankle surgery. I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if that's been said or not. Um, when Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. But, you know, Oklahoma has absolutely no defense. I think Oklahoma will score for a little bit to keep up with Alabama. Alabama also also has an explosive offense this year. I think in the end it's going to be like a like Alabama 45, Oklahoma 31. Um, pretty easy. Um, so they'll go to the championship game. Next game I feel like is the biggest joke of them all. Clemson-Notre Dame. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? I haven't watched – a ton of either team. I just know that Clemson, I mean, their defense is is unreal, it seems yeah, like. It's very good. It's very good. Their offense, I mean, puts up points. I'm not the biggest fan of Trevor Lawrence just because he looks like an idiot. But, Sunshine. I mean, it, this, I would, I would be willing to bet the world on Clemson to win this game. I would agree. So, it's, I would agree as well. I mean, we, we've kind of seen Notre Dame in this, in this position before, back when they played Bama in the 2013 National Championship game, yeah. which was a fucking slaughter, 42-14. I'm sorry, Notre Dame fans, if any of them are listening to this podcast. Get in a fucking conference and play a conference schedule. You can play any fucking team you want. So I know you always play some decent teams in USC and Stanford and shit like that, but come the fuck on, man. I mean – They've had similar opponents, and it's kind of been – Notre Dame and Clemson both have played Syracuse, Pitt, and, and Wake Forest, um, and they all beat them, clearly. Like you said, Clemson just seems like they're on a war path. Their defense yeah. is stellar. I think it's like a Clemson, like, 31, Notre Dame 14 type of game for me. <laughs> I don't think either of these semifinal games are going to be close. You put, if you put Notre Dame in the SEC, they're 9-3 and three at best. I think they're more like a seven and five. If you ask no, I'm saying at best. You put Clemson in the SEC. They're probably a ten and two team. I mean, we saw Notre Dame struggle with Vanderbilt at home, like, and that just goes to solidify. It's going to be. It's more likely going to be Bama, Clemson, and I hate to see it. Which moves That's, on. I'll like, say yeah. I mean, we all we all have Bama, Clemson. I feel like it's been at. It's been going to that all year. 
So with that being said, let's analyze it. This is the fourth year in a row they will play. Last year they played in the semifinal game, not in the championship game. But the fourth year in a row they'll play in the playoffs. Uh, what do you have? What do you, what do you think it's going to be? Um, I think it's we're going. I mean, it's going to be a rematch of two years ago when we saw Clemson win, and I think it's exact, exactly what's going to happen again. Clemson's going to win. Their defense is good. It's good enough to stop Alabama's offense, which I feel like isn't crazy good this year. I'm about, so, to prove you, I'm about to prove you wrong, my friend, but keep, keep going. I don't know. I just I, I just see Clemson win this one. I don't have a lot of, you know, like anything to back it up, but Clemson's just been kind of unstoppable this year, and I don't think Bama's that good. They almost lost to Georgia. They had to pull it out and kind of hope for that fucking – field goal to be missed, and that's how they did it. But I don't think Columbus is going to make those mistakes that Georgia made. So, obviously, this is the fourth year in a row that Clemson and Bama will play in the playoffs. Last year, they played in the semifinal game. Bama won. year before that, they played the national championship. Clemson won. year before that, they played the national championship. Alabama won. So, in the playoffs, Bama's 2-1 and one against Clemson. But this year, they'll probably meet – they will – if they're going to play, they're going to have to meet in the championship game. So it'll be the fourth year. It'll be the actual fourth year in a row that, that they meet if it does happen. Um, and the matchup really couldn't get any better on paper. So defenses, Clemson's ninth in the country in yards per game. Alabama is 12th. Offenses, Clemson is fourth in the country. Alabama is fifth. So if you want to talk about like the ideal paper matchup, you're talking about Clemson, Alabama. And it's going to be where Clemson wins. Yeah. But I think Alabama finds a way to slow down their offense. I think Saban outcoaches Dabo Sweeney. He's been there before. He's won five national championships for a reason. So I think with that more with that experience, they get revenge from the 2017 national championship game, even though they beat them last year in the semifinal. They will want to beat them on the championship stage. They lost them in very, very heartbreaking fashion on that last second touchdown in 2017. I'm thinking it's going to be a close game, a great game. I'm predicting Bama to beat Clemson 38-31 in the national championship game. Nick Saban gets another national championship with Alabama. I I disagree. I, I think that Bama's defense is the worst that it's been in the last few years, which is why I'm going to go with Clemson here because they have just been locked down on defense. And I'll, I don't know. We'll agree to disagree. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Could be one of these teams could lose and not make exactly. it. Exactly. I hope they both lose. Actually, no, because I don't like Notre Dame either. I don't uh, like Oklahoma. I definitely if, – if This is the worst playoffs as far as, like, rooting interest for me in years. If any team out of the four were to win, I would rather it be Notre Dame. Fuck, I hate that. I, uh, it's disgusting for me to say that, but I guess yeah. I'd have to agree. <laughs> um, even though so, I, do, I do like Lincoln Riley as a coach at Oklahoma. But yeah, I just don't I, like Oklahoma. Going going back to the Big Twelve days, Mizzou being the Big Twelve, I hate Oklahoma as well. We're going <laughs> into our fifth topic in the first and ten, our last topic. We are going to tell you our opinions on the best bowl matchup, non-college football playoff. So the best bowl matchup that we think is going to happen. Who do you have for the best bowl matchup, Travis? Non-college. <laughs> I'll tell you mine right after I tell you how ridiculous some of the name of these bowl games are <laughs> and how crazy stupid they are getting, which leads into my bowl game, the camping world bowl. 
It's number 16, West Virginia, versus number 20, Syracuse, on December 28th. Um, I feel like this is going to be a very even Where's that? Where, where is the Camping World Bowl? That, that's a wonderful question. I don't know. Um, I'll, look I, it up. I'll, I'll look it up. Keep talking. Yeah. So, this is a very, very, very even match, matchup. Number 16 versus 20. So, Travis, real quick, that used to be the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Oh, it did. And it's in Orlando at the Citrus Bowl. Cool. So, yeah. Very evenly matched game. Number 16 versus 20. I don't really feel like one of these teams has the upper advantage, and I'll tell you why. One of them averages 42 points per game. One averages 40. One allows 26 points per game. One allows 27. So, I feel like it'll be a good one to watch. Watch Will Greer go at it and – what is going to be his last college football game ever. I, I have West Virginia winning, but I feel like it'll be a good one to watch. Awesome, man. I, I, I like that one a lot. Thought of, I saw that. Thought about throwing on there. I just think West Virginia might pull away a little bit more because Syracuse kind of faded towards the end of the year. But we'll see. You know, like Will, Will Greer is definitely going to want to show out in that last game um, for the scouts, for the draft. So I think that'll be a fun one. My best bowl matchup. That is not a college college football playoff matchup. It is the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl? It is on New Year's Eve um, at six thirty p.m. Central Time, and it's North Carolina State versus number nineteen Texas A and M. NC State finished the year nine and three. A and M finished eight and four. And kind of like Travis said, these are two pretty evenly matched teams as far as offenses are concerned. So I think it could be a pretty high scoring game. Uh, North Carolina State is 16th in the country of all in offense. AM is 20th. AM does have the better defense, but I digress. Um, AM lost to Clemson, Bama, Auburn, and Mississippi State. That last one obviously is a bad loss. NC State lost to Clemson. Travis, um, they lost to Syracuse, and they lost to Wake Forest. Again, that, that last one's a bad loss. So they both have bad losses, but the rest of them seem pretty solid. They're both pretty good teams. The spread is minus five Aggies on it. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a, a pretty good game uh, and a fun one to watch. I feel like those New Year's Eve games are always really, really fun to watch, no matter who plays in them. Um, so I think the best bowl matchup outside of the college football playoff, which I don't think are that great anyway, um, is going to be the Gator Bowl on New Year's Eve. All right. There you have it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the matchups this year. But no, I think yeah, we'll get some good ones. Bowl yeah, season is kind of like March Madness. You get some crazy upsets in there. Exactly, exactly, which is – they're going to fuck us in gambling when we start talking about it, which, speaking of, we're going to roll into our, de- our Degenerates Digest segment, which is kind of sad this week. You'll find out. Roll the clip. All right, here we go into our Degenerates Digest. Why Jared said it is sad this week, we no longer have college football picks um, until we get into our bull picks, which is to come, but now it's just NFL. Next week. They'll, they'll come next week because next week we'll talk on Tuesday and the first bowl games will be that will be next Saturday. So right. our only week without college football for the next couple weeks. But still, the next couple weeks, it is kind of sad, but we're going to go ahead and give you five NFL picks. Chance for Jared to go 5-0 and oh these next couple weeks, redeem himself. And Ain't going to happen because I hated all the lines this week. I actually liked them. So we're going to roll into them. Number five, who you got? Number five pick, by the way, five down to our lock. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do five down to locks like we always do. My, 
My fifth one, I don't have any rhyme or reason. Didn't really like get like a solid game plan together for it. But I saw it, and I'm like, this is a must-win game for that team. So with that being said, I'm gonna take the Vikings plus three at Seattle. I, I just like. What, what'd you say? I like it. I didn't even see that line. Yeah, yeah. I I just have a gut feel about it. You know, Minnesota. If Minnesota wins and the Bears lose because the Bears play, play the Rams this week, then we have ourselves the division race. We really have because they lost last week. Minnesota lost as well. But if it happens again this week and Minnesota wins, you're in a tight race. They lose, the Bears win. The Minnesota also has three teams behind them breathing down their neck, tied at six and six for that last playoff spot. Seattle's won three in a row, and something tells me they they, they drop this one. Although going into Seattle is a very very tough place to win. If they don't, if Minnesota still loses, I don't think it's by more than a field goal. So at the very least, this would be a push. So I'm going to say Vikings at plus three is my least confident. And I say that with, I think they're going to win. But if they don't, I still think at the very least it'll be a push. So Vikings plus three is my my number five. All right. I like that. My number five is a game that probably none of you will watch that are watching this podcast. It's Jets at Bills. Gross. Bills are minus three and a half. And I'm going to emphasize my statement earlier that Todd Bulls should be fired and say the Bills are going to cover that three and a half. Um, the Bills really aren't – I mean, they're bad, but they're not that bad compared to how bad the Jets are. Josh Allen isn't that great of a quarterback. He's not accurate, but I think he's going to get it done with his legs like he has in the last two weeks. He's going to run all over him, and I think they can handle this game with ease. It's in Buffalo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The Jets are awful, regardless of the quarterback situation. I don't know what's going on with McCown and Sam Darnold, but I don't see the Bills having a tough time covering this line, especially because they've been they've been getting some teams some trouble lately. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, the Bills honestly should have won in Miami last week, but let's not talk about that. That leads into my fourth pick of the week. I did it. I did it. You know, you you know where I'm where, where I'm going with this one. The Dolphins. Yep. The New England Patriots at oh. the Miami Dolphins. Who who do you think I picked? I hope not us. Yeah, I picked Miami at plus <laughs> seven and a half. And everyone's going to flame me for this probably because the Pats are on a roll. They seem like they're on a war path to go back to the Super Bowl, especially with all the shit going on in the AFC right now. But they are historically bad in Miami. Like the last five years, they're one and four in Miami. Last year, they lost to the Dolphins in Miami against fucking Jay Cutler. So, <laughs> take with that as you will. We've seen New England blow road, uh, other road games this year. They lost to Tennessee in Nashville. Um, I'm not saying Miami's going to win, but I think they keep at least make it interesting. So, I'm going to take the Dolphins at plus seven and a half for my fourth pick of the week. All right, yeah, hopefully Tom Brady is rolling around in his Maserati this week and breaks his kneecap or something. (laughs) Um, 
I did not pick that game. I strayed far away from that, even though I did pick the Dolphins a couple weeks ago against the Colts. My number four is a game that a lot of people probably also won't watch unless you're fans of them. The Falcons at Packers. Um, the Packers are six-point favorites. I'm not really sure why. I guess it just comes down to the fact that they have Aaron Rodgers at this point. They're coming off firing Mike McCarthy. Both of them have terrible seasons. Two teams that I thought were playoff teams at the beginning of the year. They're now 4-8, four 4-7-1. Four um, Falcons defense is not good, but also the Packers can't quite seem to piece their team together. I don't know if they're just playing for a draft pick at this point. Falcons have lost four in a row now. I feel like, I mean, there's just got to come to a point where they end their embarrassment. So I'm just going to go ahead and say the Falcons plus six. Yeah, I saw that. I almost picked that myself. Um, the, that's going to be a shitty game. Um, kind of a good thing. We're probably not going to be watching a lot of NFL this week because, like I said, a lot of the games look pretty shitty because um, yeah. we will be in Memphis come Sunday. My, I'm going. I'm going to roll right in my third pick. If you don't mind, my third pick is Bengals at Chargers. Didn't didn't pick the spread because it was very very rich for my blood. I took the over of 47 and a half. I mean, this was easy to me. The Bengals defense is horrible, and the Chargers can put up points like nobody's business. I think the Chargers are the most underrated team in the NFL. I'm going to straight up say that right now. No one talks about them, um, and they're very 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 good. We saw him put up points against a good Pittsburgh defense on Sunday night. Sorry, Travis, because he bet on, on the Steelers. I think they, they put up at least 30 on Cincy, probably more than that. And I can still, st- still, see, ugh, still see Cincinnati putting up 14 to 17 on their own. So go ahead and hit that over on the 47 and a half in the Bengals at Chargers game. Well, hopefully it's 30 to 17 because my third pick of the week is Bengals at Chargers. I picked Cincinnati to cover plus 14. Ooh. Because. With Jeff O'Driscoll at quarterback. And we are going to disagree here because I didn't like really a thing that you just said right now. You just shut your whorish mouth. (laughs) (laughs) The Bengals still technically have a shot at the playoffs. Technically. Bro, come on. Technically. Marvin Lewis could be fired. They have have a mathematical shot at making the playoffs, so I don't think they've given up yet. And the Chargers have, I feel like, not totally impressed me. Their their fucking record is, what, 9-2, 9-3? Yeah. But they have the 24th-ranked strength of schedule in the NFL. They've played absolutely nobody. The only good team in their division is the Chiefs. They've only played once. They played like the just Broncos are six and six, man. Yeah, I don't know. They they just have the twenty fourth ranked strength ranked strength of schedule, which hasn't impressed me. Their running back troubles. Austin Eckler shit in his fucking hand last week. I don't know if they're gonna go to that to their to their backup running Justin, back. Justin Jackson, whatever his name is. Justin J yeah, whatever Jackson. I don't know. He can quite honestly fuck off because Austin Eckler screwed me. I can see the Bengals making this a closer game than you think. I don't know, man. You sound awful petty in that you just want the Chargers to lose because they fucked you over last weekend. That's not it. I'm just saying the Chargers aren't, <laughs> aren't that great, I don't think. I mean, I don't know, man. The AFC's wide open. But, again, we'll talk about the NFL playoffs later on. Different. different they didn't problems. fuck me over. It's a matter of the Steelers blowing it. And I okay. I don't think they're that good. But your third pick is Bengals plus 14. My third pick is Bengals plus 14. There you go. Rolling into my second pick. 
and I would not be surprised if you don't have this. Mine is the Panthers at the Browns, and the Panthers are plus one and a half. They need, absolutely need a win to stay in the playoff race. They are currently a half game back of the of the Vikings because um, the Vikings have that tie, but they're also tied with the Eagles and the Redskins at, at six and six. So they need to win to stay in the playoff race. They And the Browns, we saw what the Browns did. They had that good game against the Bengals, but that might have been a fluke, or the Bengals might be that bad. They got rolled by the Texans last weekend. Um, I think the Panthers kind of come in, they win this game, um, which is why I think plus one and a half is a, is a good pick for them in Cleveland this Sunday. All right. I, I strayed far away from that as well because – I don't know what Browns teams are going to show up. And quite honestly, the Panthers bore me to death. Yeah. The Panthers games are just so boring to watch. I don't know what it is about it. Between them and the Titans, I can't watch one of their games. But it could go either way. I, I like the line. Bro, we watch the Dolphins every week. We can't talk about boring games. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, unless they're your team, you're not going to watch them. <laughs> um I like the line. We'll see what happens. I feel like it's going to be a very close game. Maybe. Um, moving on to my second pick. I'd be surprised if you don't have this one. It is the Eagles at the Cowboys. Cowboys are four-point favorites. Dallas is rolling right now. And, of course, they're my favorites as I picked them to win in the division this year. And I'm still rolling with them because of that. Philly came out with the win last week over the Mark Sanchez-led Washington Redskins. I think it's going to take a little bit more to beat this Red Hat Cowboys team right now. They've won four in a row. It's in Jerry World. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus four. This is a huge rivalry. I saw that. I didn't pick it just because, I don't know, you never know what's going to happen. But I do think the boys will win. Um, but I could I could see it being a lower than that. But – I could also see them kicking their ass. So who knows? By about seven, so covering four. Okay. I, I dig that. Um, rolling into my last pick of the week, my lock of the week, um, I have the Rams at the Bears. Do you have the you same one? Fucker. Do you have the same one? I absolutely um, do. What was the line of Bavada? Because I, I was looking at my bookie. It would take a moron not to pick this. It's Rams minus three. I On my, on my bookie, it's minus three and a half. But still, either way, minus three, minus three and a half. That's our lock of the week because um, we both picked it. Like I said, it's, you'd be a moron to take it. Um, the Bears got exposed last week. I know Chase Daniel played quarterback, but they lost the Giants. They finally, were, finally, the Bears lose a game to show their true colors. Yeah, they lost. They are not who they – they are who they thought they were. Um, <laughs> anyway, the Rams are going to steamroll them. They let up 30 points to the Giants, to the fucking Giants, may I mind you. May I remind you? I would say they at least win by 10. Oh, for sure. I just think it's going to be huge. It's Sunday night football. Yeah. My thing is, if the Giants can light up the Bears for 30 points, and the Rams can probably light them up for 40 or 50. Yeah, and the Rams need to start picking their game up. So Yeah, they've been kind of downtrodden a couple weeks, but I think that's an easy lock of the week. Do you have anything else you want, you want, you want to add to that? No. I mean, my I literally wrote like a sentence because of how easy that pick was. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, "Wow, that's got like." I worked backwards this week. I worked from one to five because um, I saw that and I'm like, "That's got to be my lock of the week." That's like super fucking easy. So yeah, so yeah, that was our Degenerous Digest. Only five picks this week. It's our shortest Degenerous Digest ever. But, but one pick the same. 
Yeah, only one pick the same, and that was our lock of the week. Um, so you have a variety of picks to pick from, which is nice. We gave you some variety. But from here on out, starting next Tuesday, we will start incorporating the college bowl games as well as the NFL games. We Basically what we'll do is we'll look at – so we, we record next Tuesday night. We'll look at all the bowl games from that Thursday to the following Monday, and we can pick any four or five games we want from those. Um, that's how we're going to operate from here on out. Um, again, please be sure to share, um, like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, share with your friends, get those entries into the season of giving giveaway that we're going to be doing for tickets to a blues game. If we don't have to average, if we don't average 60 listens over these last, last six episodes, we come close. Say we get like 48 or, or 50, we'll consider it. Um, and we'll probably end up doing it anyway. So make sure you get those out there because we're also pretty close right now. I think we're averaging like 35 a, an episode. So if we just bump it up to 50 or, or 48, we'll probably consider that over the last six weeks just because we want to reward our listeners. Also, we will be having our second guest ever next week in Cyrus Miller, a friend of ours. He's won uh, the contest to bet on this show before. Um, so we'll actually have him on to talk about his picks next week and maybe a few other things. Um, So it should be a great show. Until then, peace and have a great time. We will have a great time in Memphis this weekend. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be tweeting from Memphis. So we will see you guys next week with a fully loaded bowl week. Let's go. For my race, for my race, hey Julie. Oh, hey Julie. Hey Julie, heard you got that drip, 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 drip. Yes, something for my wrist, 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 wrist. Paparazzi sound like flick, 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 flick. Nikon, I'm an icon like Will Smith kid. Yeah, me and Yadi, that's a layer. My old life, I still awake up. Whoa, I tell Spanish about me, Venti aquí. Go to my mouth, I'll talk cheap. No, yeah, these bitches used to make fun of my teeth. Now they crusty AC bust outside of the degrees. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.